This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. No Ovechkin in practice yesterday. No Oshie either. And the Flyers lose in regulation to the Devils. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, March 24th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. TJ Oshie did not practice yesterday, out for personal reasons. No indication as to why or how long he might be out, but the Capitals still with another day of practice today in advance of tomorrow's game with New Jersey. Alex Ovechkin didn't skate yesterday either. That is, I guess, a little more troubling. Team says maintenance day-to-day for him. Hopefully it's just rest, Ben. Got banged around a little bit in the Rangers series, but hopefully he is able to answer the bell when the Caps play the Devils on Thursday. Yeah, another day here to get practice and hopefully for Ovechkin to heal up what ails him. Hope to see him back on the ice and TJ Oshie as well. And also Lars Eller, we hope progressing towards a return as well, having missed the past four games with the lower body injury of his own. And Eller mentioning yesterday, actually on 106.7 The Fan, he's optimistic. He's hopeful he'll be back in the lineup. Peter Laviolette wasn't quite ready to make that announcement just yet when he spoke to the media yesterday. So we'll see if there's an update there. And certainly for Ovechkin, it's a shame, John, if there is something bothering him again now, because as has been acknowledged, he was dealing with a few things early in the year. And then seemingly just as they were hitting the midway point of the season was getting back into his groove Had the goal scoring streak has looked very good. Hopefully whatever this most recent issue is, isn't, uh, isn't a, a long-term ailment here. Amazing. And something we've talked about a lot over all these many years. Now, the durability of Alex, when it comes to being in the lineup, He's missed four games due to COVID protocol. And in going back 16 seasons, only once has he missed more than four games in a single season. If he misses any, including Thursday's game, this is something that's only happened twice in 16 years. That's extraordinary. Yeah, and I think at the top of my head now, if you include the four he missed this year because of COVID, he's missed 35 games in his career. And only 17 of those now 35 have been physical-related, injury-related, we'll say. You put the COVID uh, uh, as a separate category, but he's missed – the majority of the games he's missed in his career have either been because of personal reasons or league suspension or, or discipline in that regard. But as far as the injuries, very little has kept Alex Ovechkin out, and it's just – it's amazing because, as Barry Trotz used to say, it's not like he plays a quiet game. He plays a game that would suggest there, there would be physical harm – along the way, and it seemingly has not caused him to miss very much time. It's just been uh, an incredible part of, of his legacy, and it will be long after he retires. Head coach Peter Laviolette saying more of a maintenance day than the day-to-day version, but day-to-day is what he's listed as, so we'll see if he practices today. Uh, Benny, something else. Uh, Peter Laviolette, let's go to the audio here, uh, talking about load management for the defense, and didn't sound like there was much appetite for that from the head coach yesterday. I think we played some some really good defense. Um, we won a lot of hockey games in this stretch that you're talking about. I really like the way that the six are playing. Um, I don't feel that anybody's been really taxed that much with regard to minutes. We don't have defensemen playing 32 minutes or 35 minutes. Uh, I feel like we're in a good spot. And the, t- the two defensemen that are out, we, we think are terrific defensemen. And we're in a really good spot where we have a lot of defensemen that we trust. And Laviolette went on to talk more about the seventh and eighth defensemen. Didn't mention them by name, but we know them to be Jonas Siegenthaler and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And highlighting again the fact that those are proven NHL defensemen, but just 
going back to the fact he doesn't want to, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it and, and not looking to, to disrupt the, the chemistry that's been developed by the top six. And it's not only that you've had the top six, John, altogether, but you've had the same pairings really going back to February 14th. That's now a 19 game stretch for the Capitals in which it's just been rinse, repeat and playing very well and seemingly Laviolette no appetite to, to break up that chemistry, even if it comes in a situation where there's back-to-back games, maybe three and four nights, and you figure you want to give someone a breather just again. He, he keeps going back to the fact he's, he's not looking to do that, and he certainly appreciates the luxury that he does have with his top six all healthy and accounted for. Likely related to the Oshie Ovechkin missing yesterday, the Capitals recalled both Michael Scarbosa and Garrett Pilon from Hershey to the taxi squad, Pilon and Scarbosa, one and two for Hershey this season in scoring. And uh, if for some reason that Garrett Pilon gets in, that's going to be something for Zidane Chara. Yeah, I'm not sure where this ranks in, in NHL history, John, but I imagine it would be one of the few examples outside of Gordy Howe having played with his sons, Marty and Mark, on the same Hartford Whalers team. It's not often that a player in the NHL could say he played with both a father and son in NHL competition. And in the case of Zidane Ochara, Garrett Pilon's father, Rich Pilon, was one of his original teammates with the New York Islanders back in the late 1990s. And here he is two decades plus later, potentially, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but potentially with the chance to play in an NHL game with Garrett Pilon. So that would be more than 20 years apart playing with a father and son tandem. That would be something that would be pretty cool. And for Garrett Pilon, Again, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, he's recalled from Hershey to the taxi squad. A nice promotion for him nonetheless. A nice reward for what's been a very good start to the season for him in AHL Hershey. Uh, Capitals pick going back to 2016. So someone who's certainly paid his dues and been with the organization for some time now. And uh, Zdeno Chara, having spoken to him weeks ago about this, I I asked him if Garrett Pilon, when he saw him at training camp, if that was news to him that Garrett Pilon was in the organization. I'm not sure how closely he was keeping tabs on this during his time in Boston. And he said, no, no, he's, he's kept in touch with Rich Pilon over the years. And he knew going back to 2016 when Garrett was drafted that he was in the Washington organization. So he said when he came to Washington, sure, he was looking forward to seeing Ovechkin and Backstrom and all the big boys. But he said a part of him was really excited to see Garrett Pilon, a prospect in the system. But he said he looked forward to seeing him, and he had a good time being on the same ice and sharing some scrimmages and and practices with him going back to training camp in early January. It would be really neat, even if it doesn't happen now. But you think at the end of the year, if you don't have a lot to play for in the last couple of games, a couple of guys get sad, you play some guys from Hershey. It'd be neat if Garrett Pilon was one of them and Zidane Ochara was able to be in there. All right, so switching gears to the NHL now. We said it here yesterday that it didn't sound good, and sadly, we were right. The NHL today has paused the Montreal Canadiens through the coming weekend, wiping out all four games they were scheduled to play this week. Ben, they're the first Canadian team to be sidelined, as you noted yesterday. Practice center closed until the 29th, and already they have five games in hand on the Vancouver Canucks, and Vancouver just two points back. Now we'll see how it plays out as far as when they're able to make up these games. By the end of this week, the Canadians will have missed out on four games, three against Edmonton, one against Ottawa over the weekend, which they've already announced has been postponed. But it, it's, you know, it's a, a situation that all of these COVID list situations, that they're not all 100% clear. And in this case, for the Montreal Canadiens, as of this morning, they still, I put this in air quotes, but they only have two players on the NHL's COVID list and we've seen examples where other teams capitals among them have had to play on and chug along despite having more than two players 
sidelined because they're on the COVID list. So uh, I'll admit, John, it, it, it's it's a little gray as far as the the details there. But as of you know, the, as of the most recent list, it's two players on the Canadians that are are out on the COVID list, but they, they've shut it down in Montreal until next Monday at the earliest, and they will have some games. They'll have four games that have to be made up now, and the, the, the racetrack between now and the end of the regular season, obviously it's less runway to play with than some other teams have dealt with who, who had similar issues, say, earlier in the season in January or early February. Yeah, it's a lot of gray area. I think the NHL has not been at times as transparent as maybe they could be. And we understand that with medical things that maybe that's one of the reasons why, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think that's a good point for you to bring up. Pierre Lebrun did say on Twitter last night, he believes that Montreal and Edmonton now, because of this postponement, those two teams specifically cannot be done by May 9th. And they will need this extra built-in week to play some of those games. That's relevant for Caps fans. What that means is when the schedule ends on May 8th for the Caps, there's going to be a full week, maybe even 10 days before the postseason gets underway. It may be May 20th before the Stanley Cup playoffs start. So uh, news you can use a little bit, and some of that coming down yesterday, if Pierre Lebrun is correct, and there's no reason to think he's not, looks like they're going to need that extra week. As far as in the Mass Mutual East Division, uh, the Boston Bruins uh, are a team, Ben, that are out right now for the, a lot of the same reasons. They have five players on the list. Their game Thursday, as of right now, is on. But as we have found, that can change in a moment's notice. So uh, even closer to home in the Mass Mutual East Division, there's a chance that Boston and the Islanders could get wiped out on Thursday. And the Boston Bruins, too, even before their most recent set of games were postponed because of COVID, they were already low on the game's played list. They already had games in hand, if I'm not mistaken, on just about everybody in the Mass Mutual East Division, and now even more so, having had their last two games postponed. So we'll see when those games are ultimately made up. The the NHL made clear before the season started the possibility that it was always a possibility you could go with points percentage as far as determining the final standings, but it's it's almost a last resort. They they don't want to go in that direction if they could avoid it. And I will say real quick, if if the start of the playoffs league-wide is postponed and teams do have upwards of a week to 10 days between the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs – it's unorthodox. We've never seen that before. And maybe it, it loses a little bit of momentum if you're playing well at the regular season. Can you carry that over? Probably not. But I will say from a health standpoint, I'm not talking COVID. I'm talking actual bumps and bruises and injuries. I think it wouldn't be a bad thing if, at league-wide if you start the postseason and your teams are at least, you know, whoever was dealing with bumps and bruises and injuries, if teams do have a few extra days to get as close to an optimal lineup as possible, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Maybe something they fall into here for uh, unexpected circumstances. Speaking of around the Mass Mutual division last night. Don't mess with the devil, buddy. We're number one. We beat anybody. We're the devils. The devils. Yeah, they're the devils, all right. Sean Couturier did what he could. Two third-period goals for the Flyers. But don't mess with the Devils. Another win for New Jersey last night, Ben. 4-3 over the Flyers. The game-winning goal right here, courtesy of Travis Zajac. Broken in ahead. Zajac to Smith. Off the left wing, Sharon Govich. His shot blocked. Rolls to the slot. Gotten back by Sharon Govich. He's got all kinds of room. He turns. Pass across Smith. In front, they score Zajac. Tips it in. It's 4-1 New Jersey. Zajac now 199 NHL goals. Yeah, Devils are heating up. They're playing well. They've won four out of five now. I think points in uh, 
five of their last six, a four, one and one record over that six game stretch. So they're playing well. The Devils, it's a common theme with them, though, has been all season long. Those special teams of theirs, the penalty kill remains historically bad, though they have improved it a little bit. But the penalty kill could be taken advantage of if you're the Capitals. Maybe if you get some power play opportunities, you can cash in. And similarly, the power play for New Jersey hasn't been very good all season. At five on five, they're, they're a good team. They're showing themselves well. But not unlike when these two teams, I'm talking the Caps and Devils, got together earlier this season. Uh, win the special teams battle, win the game could be a recipe for success. But yes, you're getting them. It's going to be a confident bunch coming to town and uh, we'll see how the Capitals react to a few days off, rested or rusty. But New Jersey's certainly playing some of their best hockey this season of late. Yeah, never good to have the phrase historically bad attached to any part of your game. The Devils are second straight win to start a sick game road trip. Mackenzie Blackwood, 30 saves on 33. And Kyle Paul Mary. First power play goal of his season, Ben, and we talked about him maybe being a trade target for somebody. I can't believe Paul Mary's still going to be there when the dust settles. I think a contender might be looking at somebody like that. Yeah, prototypical rental player here, free agent to be, unrestricted free agent at season's end. The Devils, uh, barring some real climb up the standings here over the next couple of weeks, uh, likely uh, a, a good candidate to, to see move before April 12th. Standings look like this. Islanders, 46 points. Their game Thursday with the Bruins, at least a little bit in doubt, but more on that as we get closer. The Capitals, two points out of first at 44 points. They do have two games in hand. Pittsburgh in third with 40. Boston, when will they play again? We don't know quite yet. 36 they have in fourth place. Philadelphia gets nada last night. They stay at 34, and there are those pesky Rangers. Just two back now of fifth place Philadelphia at 32, and the Flyers losing to New Jersey. Caps-Devils Thursday. Ben will have Caps game day beginning at 4. Our coverage on the network begins at 6.45. Have a smashing Wednesday, Ben. Happy Wednesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.